Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning podcast. This is review number 732 with a review of How to Blow Up a Pipeline. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spore the Warning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film coming to a theater near you. Um, this, this this time, a- as of the recording, we're talking about a, a film that came to a theater near us last week. Um, yeah. We're also going to have a review of the film Renfield, which we'll be recording directly after finishing this one. Um, but for now, we're going to talk a little, uh, just a little light eco-terrorism. How, how does that sound, yeah, Stephen? Yeah, and, uh, and, and I got to say, I called this sort of audible. I texted Christopher about two minutes before this movie started when I sat down to watch it <laughs> yesterday on a whim. And I was like, hey, no pressure. But I'm going to watch uh, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. If you wanted to record about it, you can. And good on Christopher. He came to the very next screening just two hours <laughs> later. He just uh, got in his car, drove over, decided to watch it. Um, the, the ironic thing is I got your text two minutes into the credits of Renfield. and was oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, why not? I, I got. Oh, were you already at Alamo? No, no. So I, I saw Renfield at the, uh, the, the Regal um, near me. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like getting out. I was like, let me pull up the, the Alamo app. Uh, yep. There's a screening. I can go home, eat a sandwich and then head over to the theater. <laughs> It'll be just in time. <laughs> nice. Uh, one thing I was thinking when I watched this movie is that I feel like it's been a while since I saw a movie that was very obviously like set in the present day and about very current political feelings and political things I, I don't even have an answer to this but i'm wondering if you can think of a recent movie that has like actually tackled a very very contemporary issue and done it well because it, it it's kind of unusual to see a movie that's just like hey this is a thing that you know is on everyone's mind right now um i was actually listening to chapo right before we started recording and as random luck would have it they were interviewing the director and writers of this movie and they talked about how they wrote this movie while they were in covid lockdown because they were so angry and stressed out about the world and they just wanted to make something really 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 quickly and within like i don't know a year it was already being filmed um so that's my question to you is do you feel like there have been good movies you've seen that are like about very current events? And if so, <laughs> what are they? Yeah, I was going to throw out the most obvious one until you said and did it well. Um, mm. And I'm not here to talk about other films that potentially did this poorly. Um, sure. But, you know, there might be some films that were not spotlight uh, that really wanted to be spotlight, but really couldn't mm. hold a candle to spotlight. Um, mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. slightly different but technically similar subject matter, and uh, yeah, I, I'm picking I, up what you're throwing down. Yeah, I was not, uh, I was not impressed with that film. Uh, however, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the immediate one that came to mind. Yeah, I there was one like very, very, very Sundance movie that we both saw that was like about the pandemic or about COVID that was released like in 2021. Um, but was it called like this is the end or the end is near or something like that? Yeah, um, yeah, I know. I, I, I was, forget the title as well, but I know which film you're talking about. Yeah, it, it was at least commenting on that. But in general, I think it's like a it's a high wire act to have a movie that doesn't have like the distance of being about something in the past because there's always a fear that it's not going to age well or that by the time it comes out, it's not going to feel very authentic anymore. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It was just. It, it was interesting to me to watch a movie that feels like it could have been, you know, a, a news article or like 
opinion piece that came out like a week ago. I, I just thought that was kind of kind of cool. Yeah. Well, Stephen, we're about to find out uh, if the film itself was kind of cool. Um, mm. You know, the idea of what it's trying to do may be kind of cool, but we'll see if it got there on its own. Um, are you ready to talk about this film? Oh, yeah. All right. We are going to take a listen to the trailer for How to Blow Up a Pipeline, and then we're going to come back and give everyone a review. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Boom Talk. Today, teaching myself to make a homemade blasting cap. And if this works, it'll be step one in making our own improvised explosive. Might be headed to Texas for the winter. What's in Texas? This project. What kind of project? Trying to stop the pipeline from being built on my property. Poisons the air, water. Damn, this place is sick. You guys cooking meth in here? You ready to start working? We have to show how vulnerable the oil industry is by hitting something big. Michael, what do you think the odds are we blow ourselves up? I don't really care. We could blow the pipe at the hilltop, keep the oil from leaking. You're not actually thinking. I'm not thinking about it. I'm doing it. What if y'all do structural damage? Structural damage is kind of the point. This is destruction of federal property. Terrorism. American Empire calls us terrorists, and we're doing something right. If you're seeing this, let those who profit from mass death know their properties will be trashed. Three, two, one. They will defame us and claim this was violence vandalism, but this was justified. This was an act of self-defense. All right, so that was the trailer for How to Blow Up a Pipeline, um, and it's uh, basically the story of a group of individuals who, for various reasons, um, are uh, you know preparing to engage in an act of eco-terrorism to stop uh, the operation of a uh, oil pipeline in West Texas. Stephen Miller, what did you think of How to Blow Up a Pipeline? Yeah, so I honestly, I knew this movie was coming out, like I'm sure I'd seen a trailer, but it didn't really stay on my radar. Like I, I had no immediate plans to watch it until I started to hear a little bit of buzz about it being actually kind of interesting and kind of provocative. Um, I had heard of the book that it's based on, the completely nonfiction book that is just making an argument about the potential value of eco terrorism or nonviolent destruction of property. Um, and I remember that book being kind of a big talking point about whether it is going too far or whether, you know, it isn't going far enough. Uh, so I, the idea of watching a movie about it, especially one that people were into, seemed pretty, pretty cool to me. Um, and overall, I think this movie is really cool. Uh, it, it has a lot that I like about it. Um, it 
It's got a cast of kind of great kick-ass young actors. Uh, we recognized a lot of them from different places. We'd seen them before. Uh, Sasha Lane and Forrest Goodluck are doing a little Cameron Post reunion um, being in this movie together. Um, Lucas Gage is awesome and fits like a totally different archetype of character. Uh, Kristen Froseth, Marcus Scribner. Everyone's just really cool. And it's kind of like a who's who of young people who are believably maybe a little bit on the fringe of society, a little bit angry, a little bit needing to find an outlet. And I felt like this was a movie that would really speak to a generation that is becoming politicized right now about the just speaking to an anger that maybe more buttoned up movies wouldn't wouldn't normally speak to. Um, this is basically a heist movie, uh, but like a really stripped down, taut one that is kind of just, we are going to say the thing we're going to do. We're going to watch the people do it. We are going to flesh out a narrative by cutting back to the history of each person's activism and how they got to where they got. And then I don't think it's a spoiler to say they're going to do it <laughs> in, in the end. Um, <laughs> And the it's movie not, really it's not just... called Think About Blowing Up a Pipeline, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the movie just really like it finds tension in the reality of the moment. You know, they are building bombs. They are pulling off something that is dangerous and volatile. And I feel like the movie doesn't have to do a lot to play that up. It kind of lets the the fact of the the scariness of the situation and the thought of what if it were you doing it because we have painted these characters to be people that could be you right like if you had become radicalized in a certain moment how would you feel in this situation and i thought that made it just you know exciting provocative i was on the edge of my seat uh, it has a pretty awesome synth soundtrack um <laughs> but i kind of my real feeling leaving this movie the whole movie reminded me of like what Lucas Gage looks like in the movie, which is like <laughs> kind of a punk who's maybe a little off key and like doesn't have everything quite right. But there's like an anarchic energy behind it that makes me root for it and almost makes me like the fact that it's rough around the edges. Like there are scenes in this movie that I noticed for sure. Um, I think the way they weave everyone's backstory together and they all come from like a different background and fit a different archetype. That's like a little too neat and tidy. Um, there's a twist in the movie that I felt like wasn't necessary and felt like it comes from a different movie. And we'll talk about that in a mini spoiler section, probably. Um, I think it ends like 20 minutes before it should end. And it's because I think they couldn't come up with a real ending that wouldn't just feel didactic and in, in general there are just things about the movie that it it feels like a movie i would watch at a festival and i'd be very energized watching it at a festival and i would think god damn that is awesome energy i love the politically provocative spirit i love the way it's like giving voice to young outrage and anger i can't wait for someone to do like a really big amplified better version of this movie with that same energy um so i liked it i don't think it is like anywhere near a perfect movie but i went you know i wanted to clap for it just like you would clap for the punk band that's like you know they got the spirit right they got the energy and i thought i thought that made up for any kind of bump in the in the actual narrative structure yeah it, it's kind of interesting like some of the things that you describe as being too neat i thought were too messy um, mm. like, I, like I, I, 
like clearly this is this is a message film but it sounds like it's based off a message book so i can't i can't really fault it for that but to me having these different groups of people from who are motivated by so many uh different type of things like everybody yes everybody is angry and young but they're all angry and young for very very different things that in my head don't make for a cohesive group of people putting together this you know reverse heist right like heist movie is get in take something with you and this is get in leave something there and get out before it blows up and i think mm-hmm. that i think that if this was just an organization of like-minded individuals who were all motivated by the same i don't know manifesto or something i would believe this group joining together uh more and i think that because they are all individually motivated or maybe in pairs of two (laughs) within this group of eight people it feels like i don't believe them as a cohesive group and and you know they're not part of it is they're all in a place where they can rely on somebody else but like when it flashes back to the backgrounds of how those characters got together i do not see a story of people being radicalized i see a story Mm -hmm. of like the equivalent of watching a flashback in Lost where they passed each other in the airport before they got on board the plane, right? Where it's like, mm. no, you, you all got on the same plane. You don't need to show when you passed each other in the terminal before you got on. We know that you crashed on the same island, so that doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, so like there was something that just felt weird to see these people interact together. Like, you know, it does a thing that I I can get behind in normal films, which is we're just in it. Like if if you make a film, I don't know, called Plane and your plane gets hijacked within the first five minutes of the, or not hijacked, yep. but you know, you're basically, you're already crash landing five minutes into the film. Like that seems like, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the quick of getting to it. These, this film starts with like people text messaging, like, 52 hours before we do this thing. Yeah. And and they're talking about like what they're about to go through. What I do really, really like is that these are clearly amateurs. Uh, uh, the characters in this world are not proficient uh, people who have done this before, right? They are all people who looked up stuff online and are trying to build bombs with very, very little knowledge of how to actually or uh, like they have they have no skill at doing this like they they haven't really successfully done this before they are all trying it there's a chance they're going to blow themselves up at every single turn all of that aspect of this film i thought was really really great you know like mm-hmm. you know when you watch the trailer there's a bunch of you know pull quotes on there they're talking about how it's like it's like a ticking time bomb it's like yeah because there's literal bombs they're trying to put together yeah. like and so it feels like in a, a cheap- very realistic manner like i've never made a bomb but this feels like they did the research and were actually like how would you create a bomb if you were an amateur and it seems like they maybe cut a few scenes that would give you the full recipe but like they have the full recipe yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. that was definitely the feeling i had watching it like all that aspect was super believable you know watching these people plan what they're doing you know, all show up to this one location together, kind of like you were saying, like a heist film where everybody shows up with their individual equipment and expertise and they try to work together to put these bombs together to do what they're going to do. You know, they talk a little bit about their plan of what they want to do and it makes sense. Like, what's the most destruction we can do while not hurting the environment around us and kind of like that stuff is really, really interesting, compelling. The thing I don't really understand is like this film is not really interested in how they think their plan will achieve 
what they're trying to achieve, right? They're just like, oh, dang, this is going to, you know, we're going to blow up this pipeline. It's going to crash the oil market. And then people just won't buy gas anymore. And it's like, mm, are you are you sure that this is going to do what you want? There is one character who tries to bring up a like, hey, if we disrupt the oil market, aren't we just hurting the people who can't afford to actually pay for gas now and potentially could be screwed even more by our, our chance to make things better? So like this film isn't really interested in the character sort of arguing over the merits of what they're trying to do. It just sort of like takes for granted that if you blow shit up, you're going to cause change. Um, you know, we were texting before we got started. Um, uh, you know, you were like, I'm running a little bit late. And I was like, cool, I'm finishing the movie Night Moves, which is a film <clears> that I've wanted to see for a long time. And I think these two films are very much in conversation with each other where this film really sells the amateur nature of these people trying to accomplish something. That film sort of handles the how do we even get the stuff that we need to do this? Like, forget building a bomb, but like, what is the process we go through to actually cover our tracks and do stuff a little bit more than this film does. And then it sort of handles the the ramifications of what happens when you potentially successfully pull this thing off. What does this cause if you learn more information about like what 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 you're actually doing? And there's this one moment in that film where some other characters are 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 looking at the news of what has just happened. And, and a character says something like, I mean that that river has a hundred other dams on it. They just blew up one dam. What What is that doing? Like, what does this cause? And mm. I feel like this film does not actually address at all what the change does. There is a video that may get released at the end of the film that implies that like, this is just the beginning. You should all go out there and you should all blow shit up. And that's the way we affect change. And I don't think like, I, I kind of wish, especially a film that is really about like kind of in a way trying to radicalize angry people. It feels like there should, you know, maybe be some other characters who are going to talk about what change can actually come from these actions as opposed to just like, yeah, blowing shit up is the only, like, I don't know. Something feels a little bit irresponsible about it. It doesn't feel like an academic notion. It feels like a call to arms without any actual understanding of how you can meaningfully affect change. Like, I don't understand the the ethos of these characters, right? I just know that they're all pissed and they think that blowing up this one pipeline will change the world. And mm. something about that both sat weird with me and also made me chuckle at the ignorance of, of what they thought they were accomplishing with their task. Yeah, it... It's interesting. So you you brought up uh, a couple points. Um, you talked about how they're not a cohesive group, right? Like they're motivated by very different things. Um, my maybe in terms of being a realistic movie, I would have a little bit of a problem with that. Though I don't know. I feel like if I wanted a group of people that won't snitch on each other or won't get caught, I might also make it be a group of people who actually share a little in common. But I think. If I take for granted that this movie is not in a negative way, but is kind of propaganda, right? Like it's starting with a political argument that it wants to make, you know, and it wants to get it across. I think it makes sense that it wants to show the idea that different people who have different motivations who are still fighting the same thing should join forces and do something about it. Like, I think that's kind of a a didactic point that it's making but to me it was like okay i see you've got like the 
the conservative guy and you've got the the Native American who has like a very personal reason to be fighting against this and is frankly kind of just an anarchist compared to everyone else. Um, <laughs> and you've got people who have like personal family reasons and you've got the disillusioned academics. And I, I kind of saw what it was doing there from a like political awakening sense. And I, I liked that imagining that I am a like 20 year old watching it more than I disliked that it seemed a little unrealistic. Um, yeah. Which is just, it is what it is. It's a matter of taste, I guess. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And, 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 and also like, just, just so I say one more thing, I don't need it to be a hundred percent realistic, but if you're yeah. trying to convince me that all these, like, let's say, let's say I wanted to blow up something, right? Just hypothetically, if I'm going to even approach you, and as a thought experiment, say like, hmm, I mean, sometimes you just kind of wish somebody would blow shit up, right? I need to know that you and I feel the exact same way about, it's kind of like, you know, you might, you know, if we were both, if we both thought each other wanted to blow something up, we might sort of tease the water with like, hmm, you know, oh man, I just wish this was, was gone, right? If it was gone, you know, if somebody just blew this up, like I think everybody would do better. And then you'd be like, yeah, yeah I wonder what would happen if it was blown up. And I'd be like, yeah. And then we'd like look at each other and go, hmm, yeah. maybe it's Are okay you... for me to bring this person into the fold. Do, do you happen to be referring to a meeting in a bookstore? Because if so, I have a spoiler theory about, about that. Um... <laughs> I mean, that's that's what I'm picturing in my head right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let, let's talk about that one in, in, in spoilers, because I have maybe a different take on that. Um, okay. But in, in terms of the, like a thing, I know I used the word propaganda before, um, but I don't think this movie has one argument that it is saying this is absolutely the way it has to be. And I think because your point about like the, the counter arguments people are making of like, hey, if we disrupt this pipeline, aren't we going to hurt poor people rather than help the cause? You know, I... I think the movie is sprinkling that in to be like, hey, yeah, different people might have different points of view. You know, there's also the divest group at the beginning of the movie that are arguing about this. And I think I think it kind of wants to say, like, yeah, no one person can affect this kind of change. But if everyone was so frustrated that they felt like they had to do something, maybe it, we'd at least be better off than we are now. And I think there's yeah. kind of like a collective collective action argument that it's making of like, yeah, different people can have different beliefs about how they should tackle it. But the one thing that is definitely going to kill us is doing nothing. <laughs> and so I, I can, that's kind of how I've interpreted the the movie. Not like these people are doing it the only way, but like... God, wouldn't it feel good to like a actually take a step that would feel like you're putting your destiny in your own hands, which yeah. can be irresponsible. I just, they're not committing violence. So like the level of irresponsibility doesn't worry me. In fact, there's even a twist that we can again talk about where they like very specifically go out of their way to absolutely not commit violence, even to the point of risking the mission. Yeah. Um, so, I, I just I like on, on some level, I feel a little bit like, the thesis of this film is like, what if Fight Club for real? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I feel like history has shown us that maybe everybody's like praising of the ending to Fight Club was not the smartest. Uh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I like I wonder if this movie is meant to pair with the book, because one thing I remember about the book, like reviews when it came out, was that it was called How to Blow Up a Pipeline, but it wasn't 
it, it was actually about why one might want to blow up a pipeline. And it was like this activist writing about how non-perfect obedience to the law is not working. Here are reasons why in the grand arc it might be worth doing these things. I'm not 100% condoning it. I'm just making an argument for it. And so I, I think there's like this whole book that talks about the why. And then this movie is like, I'm going to be the how. And maybe like, I'm also going to get people to read the book at the same time. Like maybe they pair it together because yeah. uh, this is all how and no why. <laughs> and, and, the, and the book is apparently all why and no how. Yeah. But I've never read it. So I don't know. Not, not, neither have I. Um, but at least now I know what I'm getting into if I were to read the book. Which I mean, yep. and, and and that you know that that might have helped me a little bit. Like I I, I kind of want more of the why, and I want more more of the argument. Like, like we both talked about the one character that gives that one counterpoint to maybe maybe this isn't all sunshine and roses. If we do this, there are also possible consequences for innocent people. And I think that um, that you know there are. I kind of wish there was more dialogue. Like I, yeah. I want a, I want to see the rad radicalization of these people, and B, I want to feel like there's a tug, of of should they, shouldn't they, and mm -hmm. I think, and maybe it wouldn't. We'll talk about it in spoilers, but there's something about the makeup of this group that exacerbates my feelings about that weird push and pull, where, mm -hmm. you know if there were any person who didn't necessarily feel as strongly, like why they can't voice that to the other people. Like, like it's, yeah. there, there's some weird playing around with motivations that this film tries to do. Yeah. Um, well, well, like for instance, no one who hasn't seen the movie is going to care about character names. There's a character, Alicia, who is like a, the voice of why this might not work. And is also the only person who does not appear to have a, direct personal reason for being there it's more of an indirect reason yeah and there is there is something about that you know which yeah that in a flawed movie again i think they should have played that up i think this movie could have used at least like 15 20 more minutes of just like fleshing out the characters and the whys and dealing with some of the more prickly stuff i just also kind of like how taut and single-minded it was of like we're just going to show how how this goes and then and very shortly after yeah um, I, I don't know there's something there's something admirable about it but also kind of like a festival movie that ran out of money <laughs> it, it feels a little bit like both yeah i mean the, that, that's the other thing that we haven't really talked about is like you know you discussed uh hearing about how they wrote this during the pan at, at, in the early days of the pandemic yeah this film feels like it was also shot in the early days of the pandemic mm. where it's like skeleton crew. I mean, part of that is just the indie sort of nature of the film. Like I know, you know, it's picked yeah. up by neon now or whatever, but like it definitely has that. Oh, these, this is both the genius plan to not cause too much damage. And also the way we spend the smallest amount of budget on yeah, just putting like 20 of feet of people. pipe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, yeah. obviously they can't blow up a pipeline, but a pipe isn't that expensive. <laughs> they do can... have multiple on location shots though, like North Dakota and, um, where in, in Southern California, Long Beach, I think like they clear, they spent some money making it, but yeah, you're right. They definitely found a way to have a very stripped down production. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
which you know it, it's also it, it also gives us some charm <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> all right you want to oh i guess before we dive into spoilers we normally give a, a review right yeah yeah i mean it, yeah yeah so so we do want to have some spoiler conversation um for now we are going to jump into our official verdicts for this film Stephen Miller, if you were going to say must-see, reckon with the caveat, wait for rental, pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I'm giving this a recommend with a caveat, but it's a, I'm breaking the rating system. It's like a strong recommend with a caveat. Like, like I think this is a really good, interesting, provocative movie, and I'm glad that it exists, and I think it's worth seeing. The caveat is it's rough around the edges. It's missing a few beats. I think there's more that it could have done. And there are just many things about its uh, indiness that I love. I love a movie that is kind of rough and rugged when it's just like a personal character drama about one person, when it's like a group kind of political message movie, I feel like the, the roughness makes it lose a little something. So I would love, I, I love that this, lit a fire it's kind of moved the overton window of what people are willing to talk about in movies maybe though again kelly reichardt as you watched did it (laughs) 10 years ago Um, (laughs) i i want to see more movies maybe with a bigger budget and a little bit more polish try to tackle similar material but i like this for what it is a lot and i think it's definitely worth checking out yeah, for me, it's gonna get knocked down to a wait for rental. Um, I think for a film that tries to sow all sides the group of people who wants, or instead of all sidesing this issue of is ecoterrorism a a viable way to affect change, it wants to all the reasons why blowing up might be motivated <laughs> by one's mm-hmm. current circumstances, but doesn't want to all sides and actually have a discussion about the merits or mm. not merit of uh, trying to blow up a pipeline. Um, so for me, I, I just felt a little bit too indie, a little bit too messy. And um, I, you know, it, it, it's an interesting film and I like moments of it. But for me, there, there was something that just kept me, um, kept me from like fully buying in. And uh, we'll talk about some of those things potentially uh, in spoilers in just a second. Um, but before we get to spoilers, we're going to have to say goodbye to everybody who's not going to stick around for spoilers. Um, Steven thinks you should go check out this film. I think uh, go ahead and watch it once it's available for rental, but you can do both of those or, or either of those, whichever you'd like to. Um, but for now, Stephen Miller, for the people who aren't going to stick around to spoilers, where can they find you throughout the week? First of all, everyone knows when this is released, it'll be available for rental. That's the spoiler <laughs> warning promise. <laughs> people can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com people can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl you can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to subscribe to the show you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found if you want to uh, know when the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning or instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning if you want to get hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at spoilerwarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from a track selected from artlist.io, so hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, yeah, if you want to, uh, you know, if you want to talk to us about all of our uh, eco-terrorism activities, you can meet us uh, down at the pub on uh, Thursdays <laughs> where we can discuss <laughs> this week's plans. Um, yeah, meet us at Dirty Nellies. <laughs> 
Uh, but for now, we are going to uh, take off. That music that is playing is going to swell when the music goes away. We'll be in full-blown spoilers. So watch out, because you might just get a canister of uh, fertilizer <laughs> blowing up in your face. We are back. This is spoiler territory. It's the after part of a review of how to blow up a pipeline. We're going to blow up the spoilers in this film. So get ready. Steven, where would you like us to start? Yeah, well, so pretty much all of my spoilers revolve around Logan and Rowan, the yeah. couple who are based in Portland or Seattle. I can't remember. They're like Pacific Northwest. Um, <laughs> Before you actually get to what really happened the thing i was joking but then i asked you whether or not we're gonna have spoilers was to say this the second i saw those people i was like the dude is a narc <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was my very first thought was that motherfucker is full of shit and uh mm-hmm. he's gonna be like the downfall of this group somehow like he's gonna I mean, they're definitely everybody. the live wires like that is definitely how they paint them from the beginning i didn't think i didn't know narc at the beginning but i knew they're clearly the the unreliable ones <laughs> yeah 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 but anyways continue with with what actually yeah. happens in the story well well so okay i i guess i should start with the the main twist about them which is over time their story is told last and it's told kind of in pieces and we learn that rowan has been caught by the police for doing presumably destruction of property for similar reasons for another group in you know their hometown and in order to avoid a hefty prison sentence she has agreed to narc but they do not want to betray their actual friends, the people that they're close to. So they decide what they'll do is join another group and, you know, betray them instead. Um, there are even deeper twists later in the movie that reveal that this was known and understood by the group that they were betraying. And it was kind of being wielded to a certain end. It's a double um, switcheroo, is, Steven. It's a double switcheroo, which is why... If you think the bookstore conversation where one person is reading the actual how to build a pipeline book and then the other walks up and basically says like, yeah, you interested in doing that? I don't think that was when they met. I thought I think that was when they for the FBI and someone else is probably getting a picture of it or whatever meets like that is their play act of how they meet so they can have the kind of fake cover. But but even even if I give you that, which, which I mean, by the end, we clearly understand that whether or not that was it, that was the intention the whole time. So mm. it, it counts. Yes. But that only counts for 50 percent of that conversation. Right. Mm. Like if I am a, a, a kid uh, doing documentary film interview stuff for the local television news program or whatever, I don't just fucking let anybody walk up to me and be like, so want to blow some shit up especially nobody that like that, lo- <laughs> that looks like this fucking guy <laughs> like, i mean he's too that weird smile on his face it feels like two people who already know each other 
pretending that they don't know each other and been like, so you want to do some damage? <laughs> I mean, that like that is my literal read of it is that they had met before and this is them trying to have a fake meeting. <laughs> oh, so you're that saying the one that the FBI would be aware of. OK, so not just it's the one guy in on it at that moment, but this is both I of them both trying to. Yeah. Oh, OK, I see what because you're saying. Because we know we learn later that they came clean about it. And so we no longer know if this was their actual time meeting or if this was their. Now, the flaw in my theory is that the guy um, is not like is not implicated in the events like i believe the fbi at least buys in the end that it was only theo and social who yeah are in on it so the the dude whose name i'm forgetting as a character sean that doesn't fit i guess if i'm thinking about it but otherwise my read at least in hindsight when the movie ended was like oh that meeting between them was not their first meeting. That was their like performative. How did you fall in with this group conversation? So, so we, once again, this is, this is a complaint about the film. So the film is going to flash back to a fake thing that was meant to deceive characters. We haven't even been introduced to yet mm -hmm. as a switcheroo for them, but it's actually a quote switcheroo for our audience. Yeah. Even though we Which start... Which is kind of a classic heisty thing to do, is to like flash back and then learn later that you're actually seeing not the real thing, you're seeing the double-crossy thing. Yeah, I, I guess it's just not as competently done as as in mm -hmm. the scenarios you're trying to allude to there. Yeah. Here, here, Here's one big question for you, though, Stephen. Let's pretend uh, I arrested you for some light, light uh, graffiti slash destruction of property right sure i say hey i think you're actually part of a bigger ring somewhere that's going to do some real damage and i recruit you to narc for me and i am expecting you to thwart said destruction of government property if you were then to go help that succeed and not prevent it from happening do you think that would honor the deal that I would set up as an FBI agent of the United States government? And do you think that I would be like, thank you for your service, uh, citizen. Here's an envelope of money. Or do you think I would say your freedom was contingent upon you stopping the terrorist activity from happening? You let it happen. So uh, we're arresting you anyways. Like, like you know. Yeah, so. It, <laughs> go ahead. So first of all, this twist is what i don't like yeah, in yeah. the movie like i don't like the fbi narc thing in general and the way that it is so cleanly wrapped up i i really don't like because for instance it could be it is very much like the fbi as far as i know to let it happen because you want to arrest the people behind it and you want to catch them in the act so you have a reason to arrest them right but that isn't how the movie plays it the movie takes pains to show rowan apologizing for things had got out of hand and it wasn't supposed to happen when it did and blah, blah, blah. And here's how you can catch them. Like that was weird because it would be completely normal and in line with other things about the FBI to be like, yeah, they let a bad thing happen so they could apprehend the perps, right? Like yeah. that, that would be fine. But also I don't think the FBI has to be anywhere near this movie. It doesn't <laughs> like, <laughs> The only reason they're there, as far as I can tell, is to make it be more triumphant when it ends on the video that Social wanted to make. Um, and that's just like, 
there are other ways you could do that. Like they could have decided that this alone doesn't make an impact. It'll only make the impact if we stand behind it and are willing to put a face on it. Therefore, I'm willing to be the face on it. I am, you know, my friend doesn't have long to live and I'm very disillusioned and I want to be an activist. And so let's do it. Like none of it needed the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> the FBI is just like a completely unnecessary twist in the movie that I think is just not, not worth it. It isn't that kind of movie. And, and I think what it is, the, the whole reason it's there is because it's playing into the idea of tropes of these type of films where there is somebody in the group who is actively working against them. And I think it's supposed to, it's that ticking time bomb thing that we mentioned, like the things in the trailer of like, somebody in the group is, you know, not with us. And they are, they are sort of, they are introducing dread and threats to this group and like even in the scene where uh you know the two of them go out to to go they have they're, they're the ones who have to cut through the fence turn the dial and stop the oil so they can blow it up without oil being blown up as well right mm. when they're like we have plenty of time and she's like trying to seduce him because of the context of her snapping all the photos we don't know it feels like she is delaying them yeah. trying to make it so that they can get caught, right? It feels as though she's not just like a horny teen who's trying to get with her boyfriend. It feels like a act of deception to stall yeah. so that something else can happen. Um, yeah. We think that something else is that truck that shows up, right? Like it, it's all it's all played to feel like sabotaging. But in reality... No one plans on not blowing up the pipeline. <laughs> it's all an yeah, audience it's, misdirect. It's to the audience and not to any actual person yeah. in the movie, which is, I, I agree. Like, I think I think that was all rather silly. At the same time, um, Logan and Rowan are responsible for one of my favorite twists in the movie, which is when the truck does arrive and they pivot their plan and they pivot it because even though it wouldn't be like directly their like it would be their fault but like they could find plenty of justifications for why like these people would be collateral damage and they don't even know if they're going to get to the drone in time and they don't know if you know anything is going to happen they still risk like their lives and the mission basically to make them be okay like like i like that part of the movie because that felt like the movie was adding some extra social responsibility onto their actions and I thought that was a good twist for people who up to that point are painted as kind of like fuck up anarchists who don't really have a moral code that they're living by. Like, yeah. I, so I liked that. And then I hated almost everything surrounding it about them, basically. The, the other thing, though, is like it is, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to write this movie for anybody here, um, even though I'm going to talk as though I am. Um, the other thing he could have done given that it was not a police vehicle, but was just a construction truck, is he could have just acted like he was lost in the desert and was trying to get... Act he saw the call box and was hoping he could mm -hmm. call out, but he was trying to get it open, right? He could have played, said, hey, I've been out here for hours. I'm totally lost. I don't know which way to go. And then... Can you take me home? Yeah, can, can you, you take you me know? home? And then they drive him back while she undoes all the shit. Like, I, I feel like... There's a there's a quicker thinking which maybe he could do if he wasn't stoned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's that post nut clarity. That... Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know. I, I, I... 
I think that's it for my twist. Okay. Do you buy these characters? Like, obviously, uh, <laughs> uh, there's a dying girl who probably is not going to have to have the worst time in jail given that she, A, isn't going to be there for very long, and B, is going to need to get treatment while she's there. So she might be able to escape some of the punishment. And the other girl just doesn't care because she doesn't care what her life situation is anymore after the passing of, I was confused whether it was a sibling or a parent, but um, do you... Do you buy that the FBI would believe that it was only these two people who could, did this entire heist on their own? And, well, I mean, I, technically they think they had two other people. Even though she tries to say that her boyfriend isn't in on it, he's just a druggie that I hang out with, and he was on a bender mm-hmm. the whole time, so he couldn't... So they really think three people pulled off planning those two different drums at two different locations and shutting off the oil to do the explosion. Yeah, I don't know. It It isn't a very believable story, but I also don't know if they know what the payload was or what, like, I don't know how much the explosion wiped out the evidence, basically. Like, I, I don't know if they know how how it happened, like how heavy those things are. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. But no, you're right. I mean, I'm, I think the movie, it works just as well, probably better if... Either they all get away with it or someone um, like Sochil decides, like, I am going to release a video claiming involvement in this, but I won't rat anyone else out. And that would be the end. And we don't really have to know if the police bought it or what happens. You know, I, I don't think the movie needed to have that kind of clean ending where it's like and we're the only two people who were apprehended and everyone believes our story and now it's the end of it the end <laughs> yeah so i agree with you but i like the energy enough that i like my nitpicks i didn't care that much i cared enough to round it down for musty to recommend with caveat but it was still pretty damn awesome uh cool all right um that's probably it then uh everybody have fun and uh go blow some shit up <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>